This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. (laughs) I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. (laughs) With an old maid daughter that makes the best moonshine in the coast. (laughs) If it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? Hey everybody, this is Tyler with uh, with Now Hear This Can Be Podcast. Um, you're listening to another episode of In the Studio with myself, and I'm joined with Ed Grotsky, um, or Grotsky or, or something, <laughs> but I, I'm going to go with Ed Grotsky. Grotsky. We'll call you Ed. Um, and, uh, and Ed's been a, a participant with our show for a long time. Um, I know... Uh, Frankie has been a big fan of yours ever since he right, we started nice. this thing. It's right, very nice, thank you. So I appreciate you coming in. Um, Ed, My say pleasure. hi to our listeners. Good evening. I hope, uh, ho ho ho! You know, Christmas is right around the corner, <laughs> so I hope you're being good because I'm gonna know. <laughs> yeah, this episode will be out uh, the the Friday before Christmas, so um, you know, very timely um, to have you on. Ed, do you want to um, do you want to talk about? Did you grow up here in Canby? Or, no, no, I didn't. No, I'm, okay, okay. I'm from a small town in Massachusetts originally. Same town Johnny Appleseed is from. John Chapman. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, and I moved west starting in high school. I moved west. Did you move to Oregon in high school? No, or? I didn't. I moved to Arizona. Okay. And then from Arizona, I was in the army. Moved went back in Massachusetts. You know. Yeah. And uh, after that, back in Arizona, then it was California, <laughs> and all up and down the West Coast for a while. Yeah. You know? I mean, I am as old as I am, so I mean, I've been around. <laughs> you know. Anyway, and uh, here I am in Canby. We moved to Oregon uh, to be closer to our daughter and her kids. Uh huh. And. Uh, our other daughter followed us up here with her family. Yeah. And so we just settled in Oregon and uh, moved to Canby 28, 29 years ago. Yeah. And uh, been here ever since. Yeah. I mean, this was this is back when Canby was a small town. Right, <laughs> right. You know, I mean, uh, Canby built the supply. was down right across the parking lot from where, you know, uh, Cutsforth is. You know, yeah. it used to be Thriftway. And uh, it was a different place. There was no Fred Myers. There was nothing mm. here then. I uh, had a, the opportunity to see it grow and, and uh, grow a little bit with it. Yeah. I, mean, I, uh, I have the pleasure, and I have to say it, it is indeed a pleasure and privilege to be Santa Claus 
here in the city of Canby. Yeah, I think everybody, it's official, you are Canby's Santa Claus. I, again, I don't know about that, <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I just feel privileged. I, you know, you tell yourself after it's all over year after year, man, I don't know if I'm going to do it again next year. Yeah. And uh, here I am. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it really, I, I think it's my calling. I don't know. It's the, it's the most truly wonderful thing I have ever done in my life. I mean, I yeah. did foster care. My wife and I were foster care providers for adults with developmental disabilities. And that okay. was very, very rewarding. And since we retired from that, uh, the rewards have been generated just by being Santa Claus. I mean, yeah. this life goes on, and it's a good life in the city. It can be, as anybody who lives here knows. Uh, but uh, it, one month a year, it's really enriched for me, not sure. by being Santa Claus. So um, I know that there's there's a whole story, um, which I, I had to cut you off before we started recording because you were telling me it, and I was like, oh, this is, this is good stuff. Uh, and I want to get into the story of you becoming Santa Claus. But first, let's Let's backtrack a little bit. I'm assuming back in high school when you were moving to Arizona, you you didn't grow up thinking one day I'm going to be Santa. What mm. was it? What was your plan in high school for life? In high school, my junior year in high school, I wanted to play football more than anything I had ever done before. Yeah? And that was cut short. Uh, I relocated to Arizona after my junior year of high school. Which part of Arizona? Phoenix. Okay. Yeah. I was in Phoenix. And I uh, hated it. You know, this is back <laughs> in 1966. I did, I, to me, it was totally different. I mean, I was not used to open campuses and things yeah. of that nature, you know. And going from Massachusetts to Phoenix, to that's Phoenix, a huge yeah. difference in temperature right in, and, and culture. In, I did that right after school got out in my junior year, so that was like May, June. Oh, mm. my goodness. Oh, yeah. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah. I mean, but it allowed my blood to thin out the first year I was there. Okay. Got some nasty sunburns, too, but yeah. I mean, my yeah. blood thinned out. You know, and uh, no, to answer your question, no, playing Santa Claus was the <laughs> furthest thing from my mind. So you were you were playing football in high school in Massachusetts, and then you didn't get to play in Arizona when you moved? No, I, I didn't. I uh, It kind of like it ended then. Yeah. Uh, I got hurt, and uh, the, you know I, I had no idea what I was going to do. Mm. Uh, so I just I joined the army, I yeah. Like every other man, young man in the sixties, <laughs> you know, and didn't know what to do. No, I, <laughs> I, I knew I had to do something. Yeah. I mean, it was something terrible going on, and I just, mm -hmm. if I could do anything at all to to put an end to it, or help put an end to it. You yeah, know, that, that's the only reason why you know young men went to try to put an end to this nasty thing that was going on. Mm. Uh, anyway, I uh, joined the army, and then I, uh, when I got out of the army, I went back to Arizona. And uh, how I'm, long were you in the army? I was only in the army for a short period of time. Again, I had an injury, a training injury, mm -hmm. and uh, it was uh, wasn't all that long. Just a little bit over a year that I was in. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. Yeah, I know, and it just. Uh, you know, you get options. You went in, you know, you go in. I, I originally signed up for a five-year enlistment you know, mm -hmm. because I went in through the United States Army Security Agency, which was, you know, the, our motto was, in God we trust, everybody else we monitor. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was, you needed a five-year enlistment to get in there. And I, I fell for it. <laughs> Hook, line, and singer. Plus, it was a it was an indirect shot at, at special forces, which I thought mm. every young man wanted to be a green beret in the army. Yeah. So I mean, everything was just enhanced. 
Uh, it, it was cut short, I mean, from a terrible little accident that happened, and uh, you know, life goes on. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Life goes on. And so when I joined, uh, I went to work for an insurance company in Arizona, you know, worked my way in the insurance company for years, and got me all the way uh, up to the Bay Area and throughout California, you know, from Arizona. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I left the insurance business uh, <laughs> when my 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 first marriage fell apart. Okay. You know, and uh, not that I'm trying to get into anything personal, but I just decided to take a complete shift from there. You sure. Know? And uh, and then I just I don't know how to say it. I just pursued different things. I was an executive search consultant for a number of years. I, because my background was insurance, I had worked in the insurance business for industry for seven years, and I knew a lot of people. And I capitalized on the people I knew, mm. and uh, and on the type of work that being an executive search consultant was, and basically stealing people to go to work from one corporation to, to another, another one. yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and uh, it was rewarding and it was fun yeah you know but uh, it just things change I'm, I think I'm uh, I'm sure a, in a that jack of all trades master of none going from insurance to basically headhunting like that like you're you know people pretty well you yeah. know how to read people you know oh. a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. um, what was like was there a point where you started to, I mean, I would see myself becoming a little jaded with it after a while. Was there a point for you where it kind of was like, all right, you're you're meeting too many people? No, I, you know, in the beginning, it was just, I was overwhelmed in the beginning and I had some success. Yeah. Uh, I worked uh, very closely with one corporation out of New York and, uh, uh, was uh, AIG and the American International Group. Mm. They had insurance operations all over the world, and through that association, I was able to recruit people to go to work all over the world. I mean, I took people I used to work with in the accounts department, and all of a sudden, he was an ocean marine <laughs> underwriter, big guy in Lagos, Nigeria. You know, he yeah. doesn't have a car. He's got a driver in a car. I mean, totally yeah. changed his life. That That's exciting. Yeah. It's just it's rewarding for me. Sure. I mean, uh, my reward was I get paid for that. And, right. Uh, you know, and did all right. Great. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool that that you were able to affect people's lives in a great way like that. Um, and you you eventually um, you eventually made your way to Oregon. I'm, I'm assuming you 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 said that you and your wife were um, and I, I've already spaced on the terminology you use, but you were helping well, adults it, with disabilities. Yes, here in Canby, we had an adult foster home. Okay, adults with developmental disabilities. Uh, and we did that for a number of years, and uh, there came a time when it was just best that we uh, pursued something else. Sure. You know, what mean, did that transition look like from insurance into doing that? Uh, or I'm sorry, you at that point, you were. Yeah, I mean, there were, there, there were a couple of things in between. I mean, there would, you know, uh, it was that was a uh, one of the biggest changes because it really was the most rewarding thing I had ever we had ever done in our life. I mean, mm-hmm. just. I mean, when, and, and especially like coaching Special Olympics. I mean, when you get a hug, you get a hug. <laughs> you know, and the same thing with adult foster care. You get yeah. the appreciation. You know it. Yeah. Uh, we, it was really funny because uh, 
there was a, an operation the state of Oregon had called Fairview. It was outside of Salem, Oregon. It used to be a great big uh, facility for people with developmental de- de- uh, developmental disabilities and other cognitive disabilities. Uh, yeah. State had to close it down, and they had to have a place to put a lot of these adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we took a number of them yeah. you know, over the years. We took a number of them and helped them make that transition. And uh, that in itself was very, it was a very, very intriguing, amazing thing that some of these people went through. To yeah. hear the stories of what happened in Fairview from these people. And then I, at one time I was, uh, I drove truck for a while and mm. uh, here in Canby, dump truck. And okay. I went, I went over tearing down Fairview and turning it into what it is now. You know, it used to be an area that had little cottages and individual houses and had their own post office and theater and there was a whole city within the city. Yeah. And then when they finally shut it down, we were up there, we were hauling things out of there, basically rock, moving big concrete blocks and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And down by the old, uh, there was a, a tunnel opening that we found. What? Yeah, you know, they had this great big smokestack, and we were in, uh, myself was sitting in there, we were eating lunch, and we were talking <laughs> to some of the guys who were in a given direction the way they wanted us put, you know. And... Uh, he said, man, you ought, you ought to see something. This is the spookiest place I'd ever seen, the guy said. And I said, well, what's going on? He said, well, there's a tunnel. We have no idea where this tunnel goes. And, uh, Whoa. Yeah, and so <laughs> I went in the tunnel with my buddy and, and this guy, and uh, I wanted to go further. And then after a while, we did go a little bit further, but for some reason we decided to stop and turn around and go back. Yeah. It was just one of those feelings. Yeah, starting to you know, and then you started, act a little bit. I know, then you started hearing all the stories about how there were all these, you know, path, tunnels that are connecting all these different cottages mm. throughout this entire facility and there were a bunch of them. Yeah. You know, and uh I know. It's all like Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, tunnels. the tunnels under Portland. I don't know, but it was uh Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, these people, the individuals that came from uh, this facility, uh, you know, they they were looking for something. They were looking for love. They were looking for yeah. belonging. They were looking for association and contact. That's all they were looking for. They 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 wanted to walk. They wanted to be people. They just wanted to be people. Right. And so we gave them every opportunity to be people and we were deeply rewarded for it. That's beautiful. With smiles and hugs. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But here I am now and we don't even nowhere near doing that. Retired. Yeah. And for a number of years now I've had the pleasure and the privilege of being Santa Claus here in Canby. Yeah, let's get into that. So when you say that you've been the Santa Claus of Canby, what does that mean? What Do you just I, walk around? Or? No, I, I, I don't know what, what, what that means. I, I, really, <laughs> I, I really don't know what that means. I mean, I, I am Santa Claus at the parade. Okay, yeah. Okay, I used to do Santa Claus with the breakfast at, uh, with Santa Claus here in Canby. Yeah. Uh, and all the different. This is you know, This is back ten you know, years ago when there was very uh, a lot of opportunity and very very few Santa Clauses. I sure. guess. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I was asked to fill in for this friend of mine, Teresa Fados, I really owe everything to her. Uh, her and her husband Todd. Yeah. Uh, he was the Santa Claus, and she was the elf. Uh, and uh, they were going on a cruise for their honeymoon. Yeah. And uh, after great stakes 
she uh, they talked me into being <laughs> taking their place as being the Santa Claus. Yeah. And so uh, I was. I mean, it, it took a while to convince you, right? Like it, you were it really, did take a while because yeah. I, I, I did. I don't know. Just another man uh, at Special Olympics, Olympics tried to get me to be the Santa Claus, and uh, Charles Bowley, and I, I didn't want to, you know, succeed from him. Although he is the one who gave me my first Santa Claus yeah. suit, <laughs> and I uh, said, "Good luck." I still have his belt. I have to give him back. Can I? Can I ask that you, you've got a, you know, a big white beard right now? Is this? Have you always had this beard? I've had the beard. Yeah, hasn't always been white. The I white, was younger yeah, at, yeah, one yeah, time. at one point. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at you right. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the I'm getting some some uh, gray streaks. I had a kid some, and it's yeah, going gray. Um, so I know like d- how much work did you have to put into being into like having you look like Santa Claus? Was were people asking you because you just kind of naturally have the? I don't know. I all I, I this is all I know. I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first uh, did it, I I was going to do the uh, uh, my Rotary Club dinner, you know. Yeah. I was going to do that, and I was going, and I found out the parade, and I just you know put on the suit and uh, and I lightened my beard a little bit mm-hmm. with some you know some Hollywood makeup, and uh, went down to the where the parade started, and I was just nervous, and people were coming up, oh, Santa Claus, you know, yeah. and I was really having a good time with that. Yeah. And I walked over to the fire truck, and uh, I stood there and just waited, and, uh, you know, the parade, the, the bands were getting lined up, everybody was getting lined up, and Wayne, the fireman who happens to drive that beautiful antique fire truck, he turns around and says, okay, we're going to start moving very shortly, he says, and when we hit... Right there, and he pointed to where that little archway was with lights. Mm-hmm. He said, when we hit that, that's where you begin. He said, all right. So the parade started moving, and I just standing there in the back of the fire truck, you know, I mean, in the middle of the fire truck, and I hit that thing, and I don't know, but just all of a sudden I threw my hands in the air, and Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Canby, the happiest place in Oregon. And I don't know. <laughs> the rest is history. I don't. I I can't call it history, but I've just I I've had experiences that uh, made me think back to when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I reverted to my childhood yeah. because of the way that you know I was raised and brought up. Uh, I had my mother, a single mother, boarded my sister and myself at an orphanage, first four years of my school life, and I, that was a great experience. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, anyway, uh, I just, I get the chance to look every kid in the eye. Yeah. I have to look every kid in the eye. I I don't know. It was just, I, I just started talking to kids. Hey, you know, how are you? And I, Merry Christmas. And just talking to kids. And then there was like one little girl, you know, she was maybe... You know, four years old, and she had glasses, and it would, you know, you could tell she hadn't had them very long. So I just pointed at her and said, "Hey, I really like your glasses." Yeah. And she got all lit up, and she looked <laughs> at her mom, and I saw that, and one thing led to another, and here I am. Yeah. That's all. I mean, that's all I can say. New Year's, 
a time for taking stock, a time for self-reflection, a time for change, at least for most of us, but not for direct link. You see, while many New Year's resolutions tend to revolve around change, Direct Links is to stay the same and to continue to provide the same exceptional member experience and quality reliable service that they've been providing for nearly 120 years. In fact, in 2021 and again in 2022, over 92% of DirectLink subscribers said they would recommend our local communications cooperative services to someone else. That's pretty impressive compared to other internet providers on the West Coast, which average just 70% in customer satisfaction rating. Today, more than eight out of every 10 DirectLink members have been converted to a fiber connection, the most advanced method of internet data delivery available. This technology positions Canby for the future and supports lightning fast download and supersonic upload speeds, low latency for online gaming, bandwidth for multiple video streams, and crystal clear voice calls. For more information or to subscribe to our local communications cooperative services, visit www.directlink.coop internet or give them a call at 503-266-8111. So that first time you did it, when was that? What year was that? Oh, last century. <laughs> last century. I, no, I, I don't know. It was earlier this century. I've been doing it for about eight, nine, ten. I don't, I really don't know. I just... Okay. Every year, I just you know, I've gone through different weather, weather things, and I've I've seen the city grow. I've seen the parade grow from from what it was in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when you turn when I turn around that corner this past Friday night on first Friday, when yeah. I went around the corner for the second year in a row, I was overwhelmed when that fire truck turned that corner and, just and I crowd. saw all those people. Yeah. Wow. I had the growth in Canby is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just and and the happiness and, and the excitement. Uh, it was just it I mean it's almost too much for one man to handle. That's why I have all these little L's, you yeah. know. <laughs> Help it out. Anyway, uh it, it's do you, it's so a blessing. You, you do the the parade, um, and you do some some other events here and there. What what other kind of events do you do? I do, I like. I had the opportunity to be a mall center, and I I didn't want to be a mall center. Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely well. a, there's definitely a stigma that comes with yeah, mall center. It pays well, yeah. <laughs> and it's steady work. But that isn't what I wanted to be. I didn't want to be Santa Claus to begin with. Right yeah. here I am. I was Santa Claus, <laughs> and after you know, after that first night, I mean, I just I got into it. Yeah, you know. And Wayne turned around. and He said, "Hey, I don't know." He said, "Just keep it up." He said, "Nobody's ever done that before. Keep it up." Just. Try to, you know, and same thing with Jamie in the city. He said, hey, you're interacting with the people. We love it. Thank you. And I thought that's what you were supposed to do. I mean, they're all <laughs> coming up to me. I, mean, I get kids running up to the fire truck uh, trying to get high fives, you know, yeah. this past parade. Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, it, it's, wow. I mean, yeah, you're, you're contending with, with characters like Captain America and Spider-Man, and you're keeping up, right? Like, kids love Santa Claus as much as these giant, you know, movie poster characters. Those are all comic book characters. Right. I 
am Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're right there. You are. You exist in their world. And if you and if you're not going to be Santa Claus, I mean, be completely Santa Claus. Yeah. You have no business putting on that suit, right? Because right. I found out it is true. Like that movie, The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that is the truth. Now, when you put that <laughs> when, you start, put suit. when you put that suit on, yeah. you have signed a Santa Claus. That's and interesting. He, he, there's no such thing as oh, he was bad because you, know, you get it. Be it's, be the Santa Claus you think you should be, mm. but be Santa Claus. Don't be a character. You gotta. You have to talk to these kids. You have to listen to these kids. I've heard things that have made me so happy and overwhelmed me. I've heard things that have brought tears to my eyes while I was while I was doing the the parade after the parade one year. I mean, I had one incident where I I. You know, you're saying hi to all these kids. What do you want for Christmas? And you're hugging them and giving them candy canes and listening to their stories. And you look down at one little girl and says, what do you want for Christmas this year? And she said it. She says, I don't want Mommy and Daddy to fight anymore. Oh, wow. You know, I mean, that, mm. you know, so you you got to recover. But, you know, you, you get that. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, it catches you off guard. Yeah. But for the most part, it's just, it's kids that chant, they become characters. Like mm. yesterday morning, I, I, I did a private party uh, where every year, Mrs. Claus and myself go to this this house with this wonderful family, beautiful girls and their friends. And we have homemade cinnamon rolls and hot chocolate and Whoa. donuts, and we just eat with these <laughs> kids and have a good time. We even had a plate full of bacon this year. I mean, nice. I, I can't say. I mean, this is one of the things I look forward to. I yeah, mean, seriously. I, now, one of these girls, uh, I'm basically both of them, I've seen them grow up yeah. as the only Santa they know. I've, I've got pictures this year of people that showed up at, at uh, Cutsforth Market saying, uh, you know, I, I have a picture of uh, that was taken a long time ago, and uh, this is my daughter now. Mm. And she showed me the picture that it was, and it happens to be one picture, and I'll, I'll show it to you after we're done yeah. with this. But it was one picture that I just, had it been a better picture, better quality picture, somebody <laughs> said, turn that into Hallmark, send that to Hallmark. Mm. Uh, I was just sitting there in, 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 in character, and I'm holding this baby in my arms, and the sunlight is coming through the window in Cutsforth Market. Yeah. And it's just coming through the window, or it's making a, a, you know, like a ray, and it's coming in and just glowing right down on us and the baby. Yeah. Yeah, and to me that was, I mean, that's a hallmark moment. <laughs> it, it really was. And so when she showed me that, and then I got the picture of, I saw her now. I mean, the girls, you know, the girls eight years old. So yeah. It's been at least eight years, you know. Uh, wow, and I have a lot of things, a lot of people, a lot of kids like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was, uh, you, you just see them grow up. I mean, I, I've seen, there was one throughout the years, there were these three young girls, they were sisters, and got this, over the years, as being Santa Claus at the Breakfast with Santa, got to see them grow up. I mean, I get to see a lot of kids grow up, yeah. even with the overwhelming increase in the number of kids. Yep. <laughs> there is something about this being Santa Claus. You know, you, just, you I mean, see them. I'm completely out of character, and I'm walking through 
Fred Myers and this little girl and her mom walked by me, and I heard her go, little girl say, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that happens a lot. I love yeah, that. I bet. You know? and what, is, what is your philosophy when you are Santa, when you're, you know, when you're sitting in there in, with the suit and, and you're interacting with all these kids, with all these parents and, and families, what's the one philosophy that you kind of go back to when you engage with people? As a character, yeah. Well, you as a as a as an actor in this sense, well, you know, it's you just you just have to listen, mm. uh, and just be the character. I mean, if, if it's Santa Claus, be Santa Claus. And knowing as a child that I was one, like you, growing up with Santa Claus, yeah, you know what you believed in Santa Claus. You know what you felt when you saw Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. I want, I mean, I go to the Canby Center. The, the, some of the pictures that were taken there, the kids just looking up at me, I, oh, this is a blessing. Yeah. As long as I can just keep that going. Yeah. As long as, you know, something that I really pride myself on, I, I don't know, uh, after I had the, the first four gigs, which were, you know, the parade and the Rotary Club and Breakfast with Santa Claus and something else, I was hooked. Yeah. After each thing, they uh, came up and said, hey, great, that was a great job. You know, will you do it again next year? <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, wow, man, I'm doing this as a favor to my friends. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, every, everything worked out. Sure. You know? Uh, but I have, I've only asked, in, in, in all the years I've done this, I've only asked one person if I could be Santa Claus for them. Oh, really? Everything else has been word of mouth and referral. Mm -hmm. And that is the most satisfying. That people people know you and they look for you. To I, be Santa, I, I I guess or you know they say hey, who was that guy or something, but yeah, yeah, you know I mean I, you know you can, my wife tells me all the time about the way I am Santa. I mean, I uh, I don't know I'm I'm just a care. I just want to be the best Santa Claus that I can be, yeah. So that these kids, when they get off my lap and they turn around and they say. Bye. Yeah. And you look at their eyes and they're twinkling in the <laughs> eyes, and uh, we'll see you. Hey, you be good now. You know, five more nights. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's just it's it's wonderful. You know, and then December twenty fifth, unless I one time I I followed up on a on a gift for an individual. Her um, her grandfather. She's uh, she's in a wheelchair. Uh, and she was a very small child when I first saw her. I stepped off the fire truck at the breakfast with Santa Claus. Yeah. And uh, I look up in in the, uh, the the entryway. Here's this little girl in this wheelchair, and she doesn't look happy. <laughs> she just did. She had this scowl on her mm -hmm. face. But her wheelchair had these rainbow reels on it. Like when they spiraling rainbow yeah, things. Yeah, you know? yeah, when they go. And she wasn't smiling or anything. Hmm. And so I just went, wow, look at those wheels. Those are the best wheels I've ever seen on a wheelchair. <laughs> and she lights up. You know, well, we've been, little Autumn is growing up, and we've been friends now 
for a long time. Yeah. And so uh, her papa made a chair for her one year, and he said, uh, just tell her, you know, she wanted this chair. So I told her that the elves were going to make a chair for her. Yeah. You know, and that you know, they would deliver it. I think I said that at breakfast at Santa Claus or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, that Christmas morning, I stopped by her house in character. Yeah. Told her I was just on my way to the North Pole, and I wanted to see if the chair was okay. Yeah. And she just, you know, Santa Claus wants to see my chair, and so she was showing off this chair, reclines, and helps her get up. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, she, uh, uh, you know, she has a uh, a disability, but she's uh, just a wonderful child. Yeah. Just a wonderful child, and uh, I don't know, you know, I. It, but it's over. Mm. It's over. You know, I mean, as quickly as it begins, and all of a sudden. You know, you know, a month ahead of time in November, well, I got to do this and I got to do that, and I'm looking at the beard, thinking, "Man, should I just trim it a little bit more?" You know, or what? You know, you just <laughs> think going through your head because you're getting close. Mm -hmm. And then, I, I've had, I've had all the experiences I think one could get as being a Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, if anybody says, "Boy, I'd love to be a Santa Claus and work every day." <laughs> well, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my wife and I, a couple of years ago, uh, we did one before Christmas, one before December, right around Thanksgiving. It was my uh, my granddaughter's husband where he worked. He was throwing a Christmas party, so they combined Christmas and Thanksgiving, and I showed up. But from December first to December twenty second, mm -hmm. we did. 23 Santas Goodness or Santa gracious. and Mrs. Claus, you know? So your wife gets into it as oh, well yeah. as, as She Mrs. was very active, That's, Mrs. Claus. Yeah. And we didn't work every day, or I didn't work every day. There were days where you, you do did two a couple. or three. Yeah. You do a couple. I mean, three is a push. Three is really, yeah. two is good. Three is a push. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears? Even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't like animal related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hare Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hare is one of Camby's longest running locally owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. 
I I imagine maybe it is probably a little bit physically taxing, right, with kids mm-hmm. sitting on your lap and all of that, but emotionally taxing, like mentally taxing to be in that space and with all that. Maybe I'm just an introvert. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, like being I, alone, I don't but. know. I don't know. Try it. Yeah. Try it. Get in the character of Santa Claus. Let a kid sit on your lap mm. and look at the child when they talk to it. And let the child look at you. Let the child pull your beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Let the child just look at you, just look up in your eyes, <laughs> just yeah. look at you. I mean, I, 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 I literally have thousands of pictures. And every year, I think I look at most of them. Every really? year. Yeah, I, I, go I through them. I mean, during, during the summer after... It takes a while to wind down. I mean, I bet. It, it really does because well, and I'm sure when it's, it's over, it's over. Yeah, at December 26th, you're yeah, not it. Santa anymore. It, you know, no, December like, 25th, you're supposed to be away. Everybody's up and celebrating there. Right. You know? Yeah. So aside from those two different uh, Christmas Day things I right. did, you know, it's over. And uh, then I go and I turn down the beard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I go back to being Ed Grotsky. Yeah, I mean, whoever that is, <laughs> you know, and uh, you know, life goes on, and it, it does take a while to to wind down too. Yeah, I, and I I do miss it for a while. I miss it for the longest because you you got to put a lot into it. You, yeah, you you I mean you were uh, you basic I I I don't know I I don't I, I, this is all new to me. I don't know what to say really, mm. but it's like. If you've ever wanted to be an actor, mm-hmm. all right, uh, you get to be an actor. Right. The, the the character I play, okay, once a month, I mean once a year for this month, uh, I try to improve on it. Sure. You know, uh, but you, I don't know if I can. I mean, you, you try to re, you try to remember everybody's face, you know, and I, I do. I pass... Kids here in Canby and their parents. You know, I ran into. Uh, I have a, a, a an appearance coming up where I run into the uh, the mother of Fred Byers, and she says, oh, "I won't say anything because I don't want to blow your <laughs> incognito. I don't want to say anything." I said, "Well, it's okay, but you know, uh, it's I I don't know. You know you, I so as far as Canby, I mean, there's a lot of Santas in Canby. Uh, yeah, there's uh, a lot of different people that place. I just I don't know. I I I'm one of them, right? I'm one of them. I like to believe and I like to convince the kids, and the kids try to convince me that I am the real, <laughs> Santa. real Santa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. I mean, I had it. I mean, the beard test is the number one test, I'm sure, right? Because kids are smart enough to know. Okay, there's fake beards out there. Well, yeah. Okay, so that's good. But but again, it's the character. Right. It's what you listen. It's how you listen. It's what you listen to. It's what you ask. Yeah. It's the smile. It's, you know when to hug a kid. You know when to pet him on the head mm-hmm. you know, or a child. You know, you know, uh, you, know you, you just know things. And, and one thing I know is in all the years I've been doing this, I've only had one kid pee on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> One kid pee on my lap. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, and that was the second year I did this. And that was over oh, okay. in, in here at Wade Park, you know. But it was just, uh, I, I wonder about that every year. It made me buy another suit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, to, just to have a backup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but it's just. Uh, so what do you say to, because my wife and I, we have, we have a two-year-old, 
He's mm-hmm. about to turn two. Um, we watch, you know, a lot of Christmas movies, oh, yeah. and uh, he, he we watch some some kid stuff. He knows he has an understanding of who Santa is. Even at two, he comes up to me, and when we're going through the store, um, you know, he pats his belly, ho ho ho, as a two year old, <laughs> like he loves it. And I do it back. I, you know, I got a big belly. I, I'm uh, good at it, right? I, 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 did, um, <clears throat> I did a FaceTime with my great great grandson this yeah. morning or this afternoon. Yeah. Caught him off guard. His my grandson, his father just can't get over the, the, the excitement <laughs> going through this kid. He's telling everybody, you know, yeah, that Santa Santa called me on Facetime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that in itself is just you know worth it. So the the question I have, because because Beck and I, my wife and I, we we talked a lot about like, okay, are we gonna are we gonna play up Santa in our home? Like, are we gonna make Santa a thing? And I, being you know, uh the uh the fun weirdo i'm like yeah not only are we gonna play it up i'm a big guy yeah. i can pull off santa i have a suit I, for you <laughs> i got a beard i'll whiten the I thing got, I, I got some ben nye yeah. after. when, <laughs> yeah. when, I mean, when my son's old enough i want to pull i want to do santa do and it. and you know my wife she's like i don't want santa to get the credit for the gifts that we're giving our children. And I'm like, you know, no. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's no, the you, point of it. There's so many, I mean, I get questions. One question I get a lot by the parents and every now and then from a child. Uh, and it's a, re- a religious question. Mm-hmm. I and mean, they bring it in. Uh, what do you think of baby Jesus at Christmas time? Yeah. And I think sometimes they're trying to put me on a spot. Right. The parents are trying to test me or something yeah. like that. And well, because it's it's so intertwined with what you know Christmas I mean, is celebrated I, as. I I have my own little call of theory. It's a story. Mm-hmm. You know, there were three wise men, mm-hmm. three kings, three magi, and they show up bringing gifts mm-hmm. to the child, and they brought wondrous gifts to the child, and they they were brought to him by magic. They followed a star. Yeah. That brought him there in the sky. Uh, and then they left. Yeah. Nobody knows what, what happened to these three magi when they left. What happened to the three kids? Well, if you, you know, what if I told you that there were three Santa Clauses? Because mm-hmm. if you look at those three kings, one of them has a white beard, another one is black, mm-hmm. and one is brown. Mm-hmm. And the mothers will sit down, look at me, wide eyes, and the kids will look, and I says, and so from that day forward, we've just made it a point for the children of the world to bring them happiness, to gift them the yeah. new life. I mean, that's beautiful. I, that I leave great. it at that. I leave it at that. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know what to say after yeah, that. I really yeah. don't. You know, uh, but that's that's my heart. That's my belief. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I was raised a Catholic. I was raised by the nuns. You know, when mm-hmm. I was when I was a kid. You know, and uh, that just that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put it that yeah, way. That's I my love story, it. I think that's and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I can be that way. It allows me to bring the importance of Christmas into play. Right. Along with the the spirit of Santa Claus, the myth of Santa Claus, and the the, the reading I've the, the studying I've done is for finding out about Santa Claus. Yeah, you know how did all of these legends come to be? 
Uh, you'd be amazed at how some of these old legends came to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as the tiny reindeer, you know, eight tiny reindeer, you know. Uh, I read a theory that, that that started in Scandinavia and it was a result of magic mushrooms. <laughs> I've heard that theory <laughs> as well. Uh, did you? I mean, I'm serious. That's, I, yeah. I mean, how can you just make that kind of stuff up? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, uh, so it, it's just amazing. I mean, it, it, it's magic. Yeah. The magic of Christmas. I think Santa Claus is very interesting as a figure in, in our modern day because it is such a tie to um, where we come from, you know, with, with telling stories and, and old folk tales and, uh-huh. and things like that. And, yeah. and to have that character, have that person who exists every year uh, and you play this character and kids see that, you know, it, it is magic coming to uh-huh. into reality. It is. It's the, it's the same feeling, that same emotion when you see a magician disappear or do Uh a card trick and that moment of like yes wow what i thought couldn't happen absolutely just happened happened. you know and and i think that's that's absolutely wonderful um magic it is uh as far as you know so we got we got a few more days before christmas oh yeah um how many more events are you doing between now and then well you know thanks for asking uh I um, this Saturday at Ebner's Meets here in Canby. Uh-huh. Every year, I uh, Mike and I we go back a long time. Yeah, and uh, I just made it a point of every year being Santa Claus in the meet. You know, people coming in for their prime ribs. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you want a picture with Santa Claus, from noon to five o'clock this Saturday, come to Ebner's Meets. Bring your camera. I'll be there. Nice. Get some pictures. Let's do it. And yeah. some meat. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and pick up a prime rib. He's got some great prime yeah. rib. And some steaks and everything. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a ch- the last. I guess that's the last chance. Do you do you go on vacation or anything? Do you do anything to to relax after? To wind down. Yeah. In the I new year. I tried to. In the last couple of years, I have tried to. I have tried to, of all places. Not to go to the desert in Bend, but to go to the high desert in California. Oh, okay. I lived there for a while. We have many, many friends and some good memories there. And that's a beautiful place this time of year, the high desert in yeah. California, the Mojave Desert. And, uh, you know, there's mysterious things going on there, too, you know. But uh, I'm I heard hoping, Santa Claus that goes out there. Yes, yeah, really. You know, and, uh, you know, you get the China Lake Naval Weapons Station and all that <laughs> stuff going on there, you know. And the... the, the, the the spacecraft tra- uh, oh, yeah. stone tracking center is mm-hmm. out there. Every, all, I think somebody told me that within a within a twenty five mile radius of Barstow, California, five now five of the top ten. Secrets, classified oh, yeah, the government stuff going on is happening right there. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be down at Edwards Air Force Base in one of those little hangars, you know, that nobody can get near, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or something like that. But <laughs> all this stuff going on, you have to, you have to live there and experience some of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, you'll understand that. (laughs) You'll take a trip. Well, if I ever, if I ever get into the uh, into the Santa Claus game, I know where I'm going to go and 
You're going to find a horse with no name, and you're going to go out to the desert. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's how I can get away. Um, Ed, is there anything else you wanted to chat with, chat about while you're here in the in the studio with us? Well, there is. Uh, no, I'm I'm game for talking about anything. I just want to wish everybody a very merry merry Christmas, a very safe Christmas, mm. and take into account the true meaning of Christmas, and just. Be your own little Santa Claus. And I'll leave you with that. Beautiful. And God bless you all. Thank you, Ed, for joining us. And and uh, guys, uh, audience, uh, listeners, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us and, and talking. Yes, thank you. Talking uh, toy shop with us. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and stay safe, stay warm. And uh, we'll see you next year. Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)